Hello and welcome to That Band Life. I'm Jeff Young, Director of Camps at Music for All from Indianapolis, Indiana. And I'm Bobby Lambert, Director of Bands at Wando High School in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. That Band Life, a podcast about making our careers as music educators more fulfilling so that we can be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. Today, I'm really excited about the podcast. It's all about the Midwest Band and Orchestra Clinic coming up here in just about a week. So love to give you a little bit of a preview and some tips and tricks to take into that process so that you can really enjoy and get as much out of it as possible. Can't wait for that. But before we begin, I want to tell everybody about the Dynamic Marching Shop. This podcast is coming to you ad-free. One way you can support us is by visiting our website, dynamicmarching.com. Sign up for all or some of our awesome courses and instructional videos. You can also purchase products through our store at some of the most discounted prices on the web on things like shoes, rifles, podiums, megavoxes, and flagpoles. I know that many times you continue to order your products from the same people every year, but if you look at our prices, you might change your mind. We even offer deeper discounts on large orders. So please give us a chance to win your business. Bobby, let's talk about Midwest. Yeah, the, this is one of my favorite things. I never attended the Midwest Band and Orchestra Clinic until 2000, 2000. Yeah. And it was when I had, it was my first year of teaching. I was teaching at Marion Catholic and it was, you know, just downtown. And so, um, Greg Bim was like, you should, you should go check it out. And I did. And I thought I never want to miss a Midwest again. There's just so much to see so much to experience. And I come away from there with a lot of fuel to finish the year strong and a lot of ideas on how to make things better myself, most importantly. So I, I think that the Midwest clinic back to that first time going to Midwest when it was mm -hmm. basement of the Hilton, like yeah. things you remember from that first year, just the people that you would see all over the place. Like, Oh, there's Johan Demai. Oh, there's Fred Fennell. Oh, there's Alfred Watkins. Oh, there's like, it just was all over the place. And you had that you were just sort of on guard because you could be standing in line to get a coffee. And uh, all of a sudden, somebody who is just incredible. Greg Bim talks about how he was there one time getting, he, and he used to go get coffee early in the morning. He'd, he'd go up on the train and he was at a coffee shop. And if I'm not mistaken, it was Alfred Reed was in there too. And he came up and said, Hey, introduced himself and had met him in a couple of other settings and sat down and talked to him. Just yeah. <laughs> like, how do you, how do those things happen? But they, they do. And it's really exciting to be kind of rubbing elbows with everybody. Um, you see, you see kind of heroes in the field that you, you know, people that you look up to and people that you respect and admire. Uh, and then the concerts themselves are gosh, awe-inspiring yeah yeah and what, what's interesting is my first sorry my first trip up there i rode up there with mike pote and um <laughs> it was kind of like a last minute thing i decided to go for a couple days oh and i remember this i remember you telling me about getting this. out of the the car and he's like you're wearing that and i was like what do you mean <laughs> I, you know, I had like chinos on or and a button down he's like no 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 you wear a tie to midwest uh, yeah <laughs> like, ever since you will never catch me in the uh, uh, the expo hall or at a concert without a tie on. Yes, and it, but but I would say that the dress code is varied. Yeah, now. I would say there's a pretty a broad time, but I still I still listen to what he said that first time, and I'm yeah. like, 
I, I appreciate that. There are just some places you want to dress up for. Sure. And I think that whatever makes you feel empowered, confident, open, that's that's what it should be. I, I usually go – I hate ties because I had to wear them for work for a uh-huh. long time. And so I, I like to do like, okay, the blazer and the sweater and the things and the stuff without, without the ties, but still pretty formal. Like I, I would be – because you never know. What would you wear to a job interview? You may have one. Right. While you're there, even if you're and not, you don't know it. Job. No, yeah, you you just never know where. A con- and and so, I'm, almost every year, I can point to a conversation that has blossomed into so much more. Um, I think is that where you and no, we met at the summer symposium. I remember seeing you. I remember seeing you at Midwest and thinking, "Oh, there's Jeff Young and those videos. Oh my gosh!" I don't know if we talked about this. We did a podcast on the origins of dynamic marching and how that all started. Yep. But I did um, in the early 2000s. I pitched the idea for dynamic marching to Hal Leonard um, at oh, wow. Midwest, and it yeah, was, and they kind of gave it the the green light. Say, if you produce this video, we will distribute it and market it, and and that was the start of dynamic marching. Yeah, you know. Um, that was Bruce, um, oh, Bruce from Hal Leonard. His last name is escaping me right now. Great Ooh, guy. Yeah. Uh, really took a chance on us, but you know, that was one of those pivotal meetings in my life that, that, that changed the course of lots of things. I remember now what I was, I, I was hired to do the BOA summer symposium at Midwest. Yeah. And I, I can remember feeling the weight of that. Oh yeah. Um, being excited, but also, you know, there's a, there's a long history of that camp in particular. So it was Midwest for me is opportunities. I think if I had to say it's one word and not necessarily opportunities that blossom right in front of you, but more, you just, you go to a clinic and and you can't go wrong. These people prepare for these clinics. Jeff and I gave one and what did we decide? 16 or 17, Jeff? Yeah. Yeah. And we, I mean, we worked on that thing pretty intensely and we practiced it, uh, you know, the night before I can remember coming to your hotel room and Mm -hmm. going through things and making that go. The, 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 the information is highly uh, cultivated and, and given disseminated in a really effective manner. So you're, I mean, if you're like, Hey, I ended up in a beginning bassoon clinic you'll, you'll walk out with three tips that you're still will help you make your that band better. person spent 40 to 70 hours preparing that hour clinic. That's right. I've never yeah. prepared so much for an hour clinic in my life. Right. Nor right. have I ever been that nervous. <laughs> I do remember standing there waiting when people walked in and being like, what, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who thought this was a good idea, but, but we, we were prepared. And so when it came yeah. time to give it, it, it was great. And people were very receptive. And, you know, here's, here's the thing that people will say, like, oh, I miss being at the Hilton. I wish we were still in the Hilton. I don't. And, and here's why. Because now that you're at McCormick Place, I can hit at least two, maybe three clinics in one hour. And there's certain things where I'm like, I want the answer to this question. Okay, I got it. I'm going to go to this, this next, because the they're so good. Yeah. I mean, almost every hour will have six to 10 different sessions and, and it's from concert to jazz, to improv, to uh, tuning, 
to different genres of music. Uh, I remember last year, um, then, and I guess still current, uh, conductor of the Marine band, um, Jay Fettig did this great session on how to interpret Sousa marches. Oh, really? And, oh yeah, I just stood in the back. I, Jay and I both went to the university of Massachusetts at Amherst. I was coming in in graduate school as he was going out in undergrad. And I just remember thinking like, I used to hate Sousa marches. And I'm embarrassed to say I did, but clearly I did not understand them. And hearing just their recordings and then him talk about it, I, I've done a Sousa march almost every concert since. And I, I, I think that's important. It's one of the truest American music forms that we have. And it was something that is kind of underdone. So I, I just think that opportunities abound there for sure and so i thought i thought what we might do is talk to people maybe let's start from those first time folks like what to expect and 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 maybe some of the the simple navigation stuff even sure and then let's go to you know some of those things and jeff i'm going to plant this seed with you because we haven't talked about this just yet but like after you've been there for now 23 years um what are some of the things where you're like you got to do this and i'm even including i've even got a couple of like you need to go to this museum while you're in town or you need to go to this breakfast place or you you know so she'll be thinking about that so the midwest clinic is at it's always around the third week of december and it's at mccormick place in downtown chicago so it's a flight into o'hare but the cool thing is if you take an uber into the city it's probably going to be around 60 to 100 dollars. but there's also the train and the train will bring you right downtown uh very close to the hilton uh, there's, there's still a bit of walking and, and, and all of that, but if you want to be cost conscious, that's the, that's the way to go. And wherever you stay, there are shuttles that take you to the Hyatt. Um, those, those pick up mainly at the Hilton and it used to be at, um, there was one, maybe. yeah, the Palmer house, but since that's closed, I'm not sure that there is another one shoot, I should have, I should have looked that up, but bottom line is, and, and to Uber no, from professional coach buses that they just right. hire for the week to, to make sure people can go from the actual city, you know, 10 minutes South to McCormick's place, which, which for, if you don't know, McCormick's place, is just a giant convention center. It's multiple convention centers. I mean, we only use a portion of it, and there are 18,000 band directors reportedly that come to the, excuse me, band and orchestra directors that come to this. Um, but you can buy a pass to do the shuttle as many times as you want. But I got to be honest, I usually just Uber. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's only about 8 to $12. You know, maybe at high times uh, of the evening, it could be a little bit more than that. But I think it's pretty simple to get down there. I actually enjoy staying at the Hyatt. There are now multiple hotels that are connected to the convention center itself. So it's sort of like being in Indianapolis where, you know, if you have to get to the to the dome, you can reasonably stay indoors the entire time, no matter which hotel or how far away you are. The best part so, about staying near McCormick's place is napping. <laughs> yeah if you're into like i love a good 30 40 minute nap and it, it you know we'll talk about the expo hall in a minute but it's kind of yes. overwhelming sensory right. overload and mm-hmm. so about two in the afternoon every day i'm ready for a little break from the the noise 
but that's I right. Love the it Hilton. is overwhelming. I've stayed at the Hilton 10 or 15 times and that's yeah. where the, the evening fun usually is. Yes. We're, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. I've stayed at the Blackstone right across from the Hilton. And I love that. If you kind of like a, it's not, it's not much more expensive. I don't even know that it is more expensive than the Hilton's. Most times I got it cheaper. It's a little bit more of a boutique boutique, but did I say boutique. boutique. Holy cow. I've been in the South too long. Have you ever it's, stayed at the Chicago South loop hotel? No. Okay. It, I've stayed there three or four times and it's free parking and very inexpensive rooms. And it's honestly not that bad. And you can walk to McCormick's from it. Now it's not a, not the best neighborhood <clears throat> and the sidewalk. And, uh, great. If what kind of inoculations great. or <laughs> things did you have to partake in after, after that? This is, this is your whole Jeff, you send us on such tangents. Like I, I was listening, I was listening to our, our, podcast a couple of times ago about the reddit stuff and putting things on there i was like i don't think you know how to use reddit i think you're using it the wrong way <laughs> so you know what there, to, actually though to speak to that there is a best western that is further down michigan avenue a little further south that would could reasonably be walking distance and it is it is much more inexpensive. But I can tell no, you, I've if you registered paid my own way to, to Midwest. So like when I was younger and paying my own way, you know, that, that made the difference. So I could go out to a yeah. nice dinner or something like that. Yes. Being able to stay yes. in a less expensive hotel. And I, I would say that if you have to make the choice of the accommodations versus entertainment, choose the entertainment, choose because you never know who you might get to go to dinner with. Right. Um, and you never know who you might be. I, I, you know, that's where I'd met James Stevens, right? At the we, sh we shared an Uber. We yeah. shared an Uber at Midwest. And I, I asked um, to have dinner with, with him and with Darren Davis because I wanted to learn more about Broken Arrow. This was in 2003, maybe four. Mm -hmm. And I, I took them to dinner. I paid. I, I just said, I want to learn what you guys do. And that's the first time I ever met James. We met in the back of an Uber heading to that dinner and had a really good time. You know, when I think, gosh, I'd, I had forgotten that sure enough, that's where I'd met him anyway, splurge on the entertainment or the resources that you may want to buy there too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you can, you can scrimp a little bit on the hotels that I think the further South you go, I will tell you this. If you go further South in McCormick place, it could get dicey on you. Yeah. And you certainly would not want to walk. Yeah. Because that's, you know, just starting to get in some places that you probably don't want to be after dark. So there's, there's at least how to get there. How do I, how do I get there and how do I navigate it? Uh, I would, I would register early because when you get there, the line to register there is always just inordinately long. So I would register early. The other thing I would do is they send out, once you get on their email list, they send out a thing in April of when the block of hotel rooms is open. And so I stay at the Hyatt now. And I, I mean, I love the Hilton. I love all those places, but I would rather Uber there and Uber back at night and have the day to where I can just walk back and forth to my room. Cause I hate carrying stuff around. I I'd lose it. Yeah. So if I buy something, it's usually a baton, but if I buy something, I'll take it back to the room and then just come right back. So I think that, you know, what, whatever, whatever works for people is what they need to do. But, um, I, I mean, I they're know. just Spring Hill suites right at McCormick's place. That's right. Too. It's not all That's fancy right. JW yeah. Marriott's and stuff. Right. You keep calling it McCormick's place. 
I don't think it's called that. It's not. <laughs> I think it's just McCormick Place. Oh, okay. I added an apostrophe. <laughs> you are. It's like Meyer around here. One of our, um, you know, grocery stores. Yes. People call it the grocery store. Myers, yes, yes, yeah. okay, but yeah, I don't Burger. think it's McCormick's okay. place. <laughs> Jeff, we are off. Like, like I have a master. We started so this podcast started so well. I thought we did a great job. I thought we did a great job with it, and then it just uh, we can't hold it together. Okay, so you get you get there, you're registered, you're ready to go. What do I do? If that's the first time you're looking at the schedule, you may be in a little bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. because it's overwhelming. Yep. I always have clinics I want to go to every hour, concerts I want to go to every time there's a concert, and um, ex- exhibition time. And what I basically do is will say, as I get to those times, like what is what is manageable right now? What can I do? But I always find there there's almost rarely a block that I find where I'm like, I don't know that anything really appeals to me right here. Yeah, they do such a good job. Which one? I'm sorry. It's harder to choose which one to go to. Not uh, there's nothing this hour. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It now, there's uh, usually you know what, not I, a lot of marching band related content. Just so that's everybody true. knows, that's you know that's probably TMEA that you'd want to go to for right, right, one. absolutely. And I mean, there'll be kind of a random thing every once in a while. I remember, like, wasn't there a drum corps that played at one one year? Am I? I'm crazy about that. that. I mean, yeah, maybe not. May, you know what? I know like it, th- somebody who's there that you can tell the clinic is marching band leaning or whatever. I yeah. Bob Cresty gave a visual clinic a couple few years ago and I was like, yeah. wow, that's cool. When I was thinking about, I was thinking about PASIC, you know, when I was there for Grand Nationals and PASIC, I know that Mike McIntosh and the Cavaliers did a percussion clinic, but yeah. anyway, I, there, there is, there's something all the time. And what I was, what I was going to say is I think that they do a great job of saying um, let's find X number of beginner band clinics uh, and, and elementary music kind of put those together. Let's find a number of middle school clinics or younger high school band clinics. Let's find um, kind of your average, the, the widest reaching high school band stuff. Let's find, something academic um it could be maybe conducting it could be research it could be advocacy uh, advocacy it could be recruitment it could be different things but they kind of look at and then jazz did um, you mention leadership well i things? they do have leadership stuff but i i was saying like every block you're going yeah. to find some of those that we talked about that early band middle eight middle band um Young band, uh, advanced high school band, then the more academic, mm-hmm. then jazz. I think almost every block is going to have something there. And then sprinkle throughout the day, you're going to have more of the special interest type stuff. Like, for example, the leadership stuff that you were talking about is there. I have noticed in looking at the schedule, there are a number of um, female conductor clinics mm-hmm. that are there from pumps to podium yes. or pumps on the podium. Right. I saw that as a, as a great title. Yes. Yeah. I think that they, so, that, you, you want to kind of start with Wednesday and just talk, talk through a few things or sure. Sure. Absolutely. So let me pull this up and I, I want to be careful. What we are doing is not an exhaustive list of what you should go to. 
Yeah, I just pulled out, honestly, some people that I really respect and know and some other just titles that I thought were like, wow, that'd be great. So it opens, uh, the registration opens at 7 to 7.30, and there'll be people there Wednesday morning. There'll be some early bird folks that want to get there. Because at 8.15, the Marine Band Chamber Group begins playing. And that will be in one of the large halls, 375 AB. I think it's the very first one that's there. And there, you know, that's, I guarantee you, they will be locked and loaded for that to be wonderful. Yeah. And then at 930, the exhibits open. And there'll be people that are standing there waiting to get into that. They they want to to be kind of first in line for that. But just to give everybody an example, Jeff, I want to just go through the nine. 9.45 to 11 o'clock time slot sure. and just, just give categories. There's uh, lighting a fire under the next generation of teachers, so new teachers. There's a band new music reading session. There's a chat with the Royal Marines Band Service. There's a fantastic middle school percussion ensemble. There's a great symphony orchestra, Brandeis High School, Owasso saxophone ensemble. Then there's Johan Demise doing 35 years of Lord of the Rings. And then there's uh I want him to brass do 35 quintet. years of jackets. If you've ever <laughs> which and, him, and he, he always Yeah, if you've ever seen him. Sport exactly. <laughs> he he you know, you see those Christmas ones at like TJ Maxx or whatever, you order them. He he makes those look like your grandfather owned those and you know, yeah, they're 80 years old and, and boring. It's something else. He, yes, I'm not, I think those are, right, I'm just going to derail every time you start, you know, going in a direction, I'm just going to derail. you. <laughs> no, I'm, it's just, it's so much, and we're still not to the, the full 1130 slot. There are things that are still starting at 1045. There's a middle school jazz band and, uh, uh, repairing the future, social justice ensemble, pedagogy and interdisciplinary collaboration. All of that happens the first day before 1130. Yeah. And that's kind of it. It's drinking from a fire hose the entire time. Yeah, the entire time. So you, you know, whenever you see the military bands, go check it out. Whenever you see a world ensemble, usually it's from Japan. Sometimes it's uh, Hong Kong. Sometimes China. Uh, Australia has been there. Um, anytime you see those groups, it's going to be fantastic. They, they won't travel that far to do a subpar concert. And, and just so everybody knows, whenever, whenever a high school plays there, you are given certain uh, restrictions. Maybe that's not the right word, but certain conditions. Like if you play a grade six piece, you have to play a grade one. Mm -hmm. If you play a grade five, you have to do two. If you, have to do, if you do four, you have to do three. So, am I so correct people, in saying uh, the Midwest Clinic really wants people to perform new works? Oh, yeah. That's like a big yeah, very much. requirements, right? You know, I, I'm so glad you said that. And we'll, we'll, we'll stop with the schedule for just a second because, you know, it started in 1946 as simply a place where you could go and hear new literature. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that was really one of the biggest things that happened. And, the, you know, Vandercook College of Music and the president of that, if I'm not, H.E. Nutt, yeah, uh, several folks, the, uh, Chose, Neil Chose, you know, from, from the, um, uh, publisher, they, they wanted to make this, you know, a, a business thing, like have band because it wasn't, how do you get recordings of new music? You don't. 
so they wanted to bring people into Chicago and and let them hear these new works. And that's and I was and, thinking about this today too. It's not just obviously in 2023, you can get recordings of anything from anywhere in the world, but mm-hmm. it's, you still have to like you you can't just sort through it by what's popular because no one's ever heard any of it or you know or very few people have heard it so like you know the the whole choosing process and commissioning process that's where we really get these pieces that you know 20 years from now everybody's playing but um it really just creates this um uh this fertile soil yes for for everything everybody's gonna be playing 20 years from now I, I was just Jarrell Horton was just here. You know, we've had him on the show before. He was here doing a clinic with our with one of our bands, and he was talking to me. We were talking about doing honor bands because I think that programming for honor bands is a really big deal. And in fact, Travis Cross is doing a clinic at Midwest about programming yeah. for honor bands. But uh, he he said, "Did you hear Mason at Midwest last year?" I said, "Yeah, I did." And he mentioned a particular piece. I, I won't. I'm, I'm not trying to plug anybody right now, but he mentioned a certain piece on that on that concert and said, oh, "I've been doing that in honor bands the last several months, and it's working great." He goes, "I I bought it the second I heard them finish, like when they finished playing, I I went and bought it and ordered it, and I think that that's that's what that's what happens. I mean." you know, premier, I, I, and having done it, premiering a piece at Midwest is powerful. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. And, and then getting to hear a piece for the first time is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you say, Jeff? And scary. I said, Oh yeah. Yeah. It, uh, but I'll tell you, it's scarier when you first start the conversation. Like I can remember <laughs> when we got in, I had been thinking about composers I wanted to reach out to, and I really enjoyed Aaron Perrine's stuff. And we got in on a Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. And that night I was laying in bed and I was like listening to some of his stuff. And I thought I need to do this. And so I just randomly, we were friends on Facebook. I randomly sent him a message. Hey, Bobby Lambert, Wando, we just got into Midwest. I love your stuff. Would you consider writing a, a piece for us? And I think we want to do a pretty easy piece, something a little more grade two, but he got back to me like at one o'clock in the morning and said, yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. And, and he's been a good friend since he's actually come down and done the, the all state band. My daughter was in his band that he conducted cool. at all state. Yeah. It, again, it's just building. Like if we say that our, our, uh, profession right now is working harder to build relationships. The Midwest clinic is the flagship for that. It absolutely is. Absolutely is. So, you know, that's, that's the morning and, and you're going to be pretty overwhelmed by 1130, but it still keeps going. There's a great community band from Illinois itself, Wheaton Municipal Band. I don't know if you've ever seen them. They've they've been in existence for many, many years, and Bruce Moss has been the conductor of it for well over 20 years. He may be getting close to 30. But they always have – they have international bands. They have community bands, high school, middle school. Um, Occasionally university. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I I missed university in there too. I was thinking about elementary stuff, and usually there's not an elementary band performance, but there are plenty of clinics with elementary yeah, kids. I saw a Kodai clinic at least one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just to give you 
an example of what happens even in the middle of the day, the lunch, 12 o'clock to one o'clock. These are all the clinics going on then. Beginning band building blocks, classroom management for the modern middle school director, clearing the path, leadership in the age of change, community building, meet them where they are, extreme band makeover, percussion edition. And we're just now to 1215. There's a whole other set of clinics that start at 1215. That clearing the path one is Jaeger Lloyd, who I got to work with at the Rose Parade a couple of years ago. It says Nolan Lloyd, um, but his he goes by Jaeger. And oh, wait. I Yeah. He's I've heard this. Great teacher and just a fantastic guy. I definitely want to see that one. Well, I... There's gosh, there's there's so much. I, I we mentioned the percussion ensemble. That's a good friend of mine, Scott Brown from Dickerson Middle School. Mm-hmm. You talk about a comprehensive percussion program that he has between Dickerson and Walton. Holy crap. It's it's incredible. He he came to our marching contest last year and started talking about the curriculum that he designed to carry through. And it's he's, I think colleges can take percussion a percussion for us at uh, concert band camp this summer. Yes. We're and he's back he's in the concert band division yeah. camp, and he's he's our percussion director. He's he's fantastic. Um, there are there'll be groups that perform at different places, like the Owasso Percussion Ensembles playing in W one eighty four. It's one of the larger rooms downstairs, uh, but you'll also have groups that will perform out in front of the exhibit hall, chamber groups. And you might think, oh, well, that's where they put the groups who maybe aren't as good. That is incorrect. Um, case in point, do you know the ensemble that I got to hear out in the lobby or out, excuse me, out in front of the exhibit hall Who's last that? year, FM, FAMU, Florida oh, yeah. A&M. <laughs> Holy crap. Were they doing holiday music? They were, dude, they were doing everything. They did some holiday music. They did some serious concert literature. If you haven't seen their version of, uh, come Sunday, at the CBDNA last year, there's a video of it. They had pews on the stage and they, oh my God, they had interpretive dance for the whole thing. It, cool. it, that's such a cool piece. And now I don't ever want to do it again because yeah. it's never going to be as good as theirs. But like there, there are wonderful groups and wonderful chamber groups, even professional chamber groups that are out in the exhibit hall. And you'll see people that will just sit there and yeah. listen to stuff. It's, it's incredible. Um, there are, there's one really cool one at one thirty. I saw choral techniques for the band and orchestra conductor. If you're not having your band sing, you're, they're not playing as well as they could. That's a great one. Yeah. But then, but then go, go promoting mental health through music, practical applications for band rehearsals. Oh Yeah please. But then here's the next one. Teach like a pirate. <laughs> yeah. What is that? <laughs> right. I mean, I had to click on it and it's in. Yes, absolutely. I, I clicked on it. It was Get such it. great clickbait. Sorry. Based on strategies for successful teaching developed by Dave Burgess in Teach Like a Pirate, this interactive session will lead attendees through ideas aimed at increasing student engagement, boosting creativity in teaching, and employing effective leadership in school music settings. Geared toward music educators at any level, we will learn ways to ignite passion and enthusiasm in our teaching world. Okay. Like, okay, gee, I don't want that. That would be dumb. (laughs) I don't think I want to go to that. 
That's great. Holy crap. The next clinic is what we can, what we need can benefit you to rehearsal strategies for the perspective of deaf and hard of hearing uh, musicians. Very specific clinic, but necessary. Yeah. And, and giving, giving a voice to a group that has not had one in, in, in the music world. You can't teach empty chairs, recruitment and retention strategies that actually work. Yep. yep. Yes, please. And now you're at two o'clock. Like that's just 12 to two. So, I, you know, and I don't want to go through and just read these to everybody. I, I want to go through and hit some of the ones where I think this could be one maybe you hadn't thought about doing, but I think there is some, some validity there. And again, not exhaustive list, just these are the ones that caught our eyes as we were yeah. looking through and, and, well, and, and some that you want to do. Scott Rush, former director of Wando Bands, is at three o'clock with his clinic with Mary Land. And then um, Cecilia Clark, who's a good friend of ours that teaches summer symposium, uh, also at three o'clock. That's that pumps to podium one. It's yes. not about the shoes. And uh, don't get my wife started on this topic because yeah. it goes on. Amplifying forever. the female role in your band room. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't be talking to uh, the female band directors about what they're wearing when they're conducting. It's not about that. Right. Right, because nobody's talking to about the old fat white guys nope. in the tux that they wore 20 years ago. That's going to be a really interesting discussion. I think so, too. I think I think so, too. Here's here's a great one that I saw in that time slot as well, the 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock. What's your motivation? Ryan, Ryan Nowlin. Nowlin. Yep. He is now the conductor of the Marine Band. And I know Ryan from Bowling Green State University. Mm -hmm. I used to teach leadership there, and he was the arranger for that band. One of the quietest and kindest men you're ever going to meet. He's a I, man. Yep. Yeah. He it, this clinic at the summer symposium last year. Oh, very cool. You know, coming back after COVID for the first year uh, back. Well, he's, he's, he's an amazing arranger. That's actually how I got to know him first. He's a fantastic arranger. Um, just very smart, witty, and but he's also done an elementary music method book. That's really cool. I mean, this guy, I, the Marine band is, is killing it right now. Just in case anybody was wondering, it wasn't like they weren't before, but I think that like this stuff that they've done with the, the Sousa marches was fantastic. And now Ryan is just going to continue that straight through. So, and then of course there's an orchestra at three 30 Winston Churchill from Texas. Going to be Marcus there. High School from Texas at four fifteen. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. You're then you've got the the other performances that come up there um, would be a little bit later, like North Gwinnett High School Chamber Orchestra will be at five thirty. Um, then five thirty. Also, how long this line is going to be, by the way, for the yeah uh, this this is the president's own concerts of the the Marine. Uh, President yeah, the five, the five thirty. They they're doing the same concert twice: five thirty to seven, and then seven to eight thirty. So just for, for people who haven't been, there there's no assigned seats at these concerts. No, so typically for a five thirty concert of this magnitude, and also, you know, the the changing of the guard, so to speak, the Medal of Honor presentation uh, for Jay Fettig, and then kind of like the changing of the guard where Ryan Nallen becomes the, the conductor. Um, the, I mean, people are going to line up at two in the afternoon for this one. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. 
but you you have other things going on at yeah. that time. If you're like, hey, I I'm going to wait until it dies down, and I'm going to go in uh, maybe 15 or 20 minutes into the concert, which I. I some people really poo poo that I, that thing. I'm like, if you can get in to see it, get in to see it. Yeah. And you know, going to at, at six 30, uh, you've got kind, uh, Klein Kane high school orchestra at seven 30. You've got Peabody jazz ensemble from Peabody conservatory. And then the seven 30 to nine 15 is president's own. That, that is day one. Yeah. And it doesn't stop. Like it's, just out of control from that point on um the next day i mean at 8 30 in the morning you have the curtis institute of music performing <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, i wonder if that'll be good uh, but like i love this one demystifying breath finding the missing pieces to unlock breath support and wow. that's something that i as a young band director i i probably wouldn't have gone to that but as a seasoned person now, I'm like, if you don't have that, nothing else really matters. Is this 830 Clinic part of the SLAM organization? Because I noticed it is. Oh, boy, we get to. Okay, I was guessing on that. But I know Bobby is a part of this and Cecilia and Matthew Arau and and um, tell, you Tim Lotzenheiser. You may have heard of him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you lying. may you may have heard. You may have heard of him, and it's it's called the importance of creating a culture of excellence in your ensemble. Our, our whole organization is all about creating relationships so that excellence can be achieved in the classroom. We are it's it's exciting to see the people that are there that are talking. That we have Sunday meetings uh, where it's just Zoom, and it's usually just like. Uh, I I kind of liken it unto the uh, the fireside chats. That um, was it Eisenhower who started that or Roosevelt. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, exactly. You're right. Roosevelt did those. It's kind of a state of the situation sort of conversation, but it's also trying to be uplifting and trying to give people some hope. It it came out of COVID, but it's kind of taken its own direction now. And I think it started being a little bit more about trying to help people who were struggling. Now I think it's also, it's still that, but I think it's also trying to find even higher levels of achievement, excellence, um, performance, and relationship, and trying to find some more advanced lookings at that. So even those really high performing programs, I mean, Brian, Brian Christensen from Vista Ridge, one of the best bands in Texas is on the board as well. He's the vice president and you know, he's had it figured out for many years, Mm -hmm. but still feels very passionate about this. So anyway, uh, Paul Kyle out of Edina. Oh my gosh, that he has tons of kids. Last year (laughs) when they did this, it was kind of like a, a panel discussion sort of a format. I don't know. Yeah. There was one guy on there who just, there was one guy on there who was just an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Didn't really know what he was talking about. Had had them playing rock, paper, scissors at one point. I mean, just a, just a you bonehead. You have to at 830 in the morning. You do, right? That's honestly, you know, now that I think about it, everything I've done at the Midwest has been at 830. Yeah. Maybe they're telling me something. <laughs> like, Help us wake people up, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's it. Here's here's one of the, the ones that I thought was really cool. The jazz band rehearsal, a work of art. Yeah, I like the title of that. I do too, because I think that you, Dean Sorensen. Yeah. 
what I think many jazz educators feel a little bit edged out when the Midwest comes along because it's either these amazing groups performing beautifully, but there's not a lot of the technical part. Like, how did you get there? How did you make that go? And I, I think sometimes jazz educators have a hard time talking about and codifying what it is they do. It's more of a, a natural feel, but I love that they're, they're really kind of pulling back the curtain on this and talking about how should you run a jazz band and uh, just great. I have some dear friends, Sarah Whitlock from Homewood Flossmore and Heather Hoful from, from Illinois are doing the right music at the right time, finding music that fits your beginning band. Mm -hmm. As with all of us, we know that programming is enormous and uh, if kids aren't enjoying what they're playing, they're not going to play for very long. You know, the high school leadership Institute, which Tim Lotz and Heiser is doing is, is going on at that time. And then my favorite high school band of all time, is oh, performing yeah? at 8 45 a.m. Yeah. Lambert High School, an ensemble. Oh, that's Kevin I, Morrison. Uh, it is Kevin Morrison. Yes. Morrison. Now, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. He's with Carolina Crown. Or I don't been. know him. I knew the previous director. Mm -hmm. uh, we actually went to college together, and, and it was funny. We would be at a regional together, and all my, all my kids were like, because their buses say that on the side yeah. of Lambert High School. And they, they lost their mind every time we were near those kids. Anyway. Uh, String stuff. Here's um, here's a good Hitman's one. He's doing a clarinet thing. There it is. He's a good friend of mine. Great teacher. Uh, yeah, clarinets. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what that? What does that sound like? Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Um, here's one that I thought was interesting because this is where I struggle, like giving assignments, grading assignments for high school students. Because I'm like, well, okay, maybe maybe they didn't do their smart music A major scale, but this kid is busting their tail and getting better, and it doesn't look like it. Where this other kid over here can can play all their scales, but they're not really engaged. And so I, I think that there's a little bit of uh, – Inequity there. So there's one called Beyond at uh, 10 o'clock Beyond Measure, ungrading your classroom, Chris Gleason. I read a little bit about that. It's it's new ways to assess where the students are and how they're playing, which I think is is really good. Really good. Even if you want to be a music administrator, there's a session for that. It wow. It's just it's a ton of stuff. There's Chris here's Kat. one of the Is that how you say it? Kate's or Kate's? Kat? Kate's yeah, Chris Kate's jazz improv clinic with some other people. Good friend. And he actually is doing a he's doing a session later on that I was going to highlight that he's he's kind of leading it, and I think it's going to be. We actually talked about it last year at Midwest. I'm so proud of him for doing that. Here's one of the interesting things that happens here at 11:15 on the second day. There'll be a thing where it says high school string orchestra rehearsal lab. They'll do the same thing with the band, the the concert bands, and all this stuff, and it's basically where they'll bring in a group that's performing at Midwest, but they'll do a clinic with them with somebody presenting something. So you can see things in real time. Uh, I, I've seen different tuning strategies used at that point. I've, I've seen different counting strategies happen. Jay Fedig, when he did that, um, um, oh my goodness, we did the Sousa clinic. He used the community band, which I think was maybe Virginia Commonwealth last year. And so they they played for him through that. It, anytime you can see one of those rehearsal clinics, you're gonna if you really want nuts and bolts kind of usable stuff tomorrow, that those are terrific to check out. At uh, one o'clock, there's two two things I'm really interested in, just because I just think they're 
dynamite people. Tanner Smith and Taylor Watts both have clinics at one. So I don't I know. even know how to, what am I going to do? I know. Do? <laughs> I have to go to half of each. I am. Well, but then you also have Julie Duty doing her stuff, the inclusive ensembles. If you're interested in doing anything with your special needs students with in your United school. Sound. Yeah, that's, man. That's the place you have to go. The hour right there. I, gosh, I know it. I, I probably going to be running. 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes between each of them. And right and in the middle of it, Ryan Nellen's doing another clinic. Lessons f- learned from the classroom to the president's own. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But then go down to two o'clock. Soda Voce tuba quartet. <laughs> Holy crap. I remember hearing them for the first time at Midwest a few years ago. And a friend said, yeah, I'm going to go to this. I was like, I've never heard of them before. Um. Oh my God. Amazing. It, they are Demandre Thurman plays euphonium in it. <laughs> it's stupid good. It's just stupid good. I just I remember sitting there because I I can't remember what room I heard them in. I think it was maybe even still over at the Hilton. And I remember I just laughed out loud at something because it was so good. <laughs> like they did a release that was like, you know, just Perfect. whisper quiet. And people started clapping and I just laughed. I was just laughing. I couldn't help myself. It it was joy. Yeah, they brought joy. Yeah. Now, have you seen this thing about the Reynolds Conducting Institute? The H. I've H- heard Robert of it, but I, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, they are. Number- go to that, or do you have to be? You have to audition to go. You have to audition to participate in it, but they do open it up, and people can come in and watch certain things, and that's one of them at two thirty. Well, it goes from two thirty to five o'clock. It's an open. Excuse me, it's an open window. I think they do, but they do. If you go to the Midwest as part of the Reynolds Conducting Institute, you're there for that. Like you're not going to have a lot of downtime. So the mornings I think are pretty intense and kind of instructional, whereas the two thirty to five are a little bit more interactive with the ensembles and working with people. Uh, if you're a college or young conductor, or heck, uh, experienced conductor who just wants to keep getting better and better, uh, Doctor Reynolds. Amazing. Yeah. 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 And his conducting, I, I saw him rehearse profanation one time and I'm still not quite sure I understood everything that was happening. Really? Yeah. He, I mean, there, there are all these meter changes in that and all this syncopation and he made it look like floor door wall ceiling. Like he wasn't breaking a sweat. And I've, I've done that piece twice and I, I have to really get my head around it and, and I get it. He's done it so many times, but there, it was deeper than that. It was not just, I've done it so many times. It was his heart and his brain and his soul all connected. And I think he does that with almost everything. Uh, Everybody who had him at Michigan just can't speak highly enough of him. So if you are interested in that, check that out. I, uh, three o'clock, the, Tracy Wiggins is doing a clinic. I don't know if you know Tracy. Great percussion instructor. I, I don't from the podium get the percussion sound you want and the sound you need, which is when I judge concert festival, that's a big thing. A lot of band directors don't know what the percussion are doing or what they should be doing. I saw there's another one there. Uh, Finding Success is a Title I middle school right. as a soul, direct, a soul director. I'm not familiar that, with Tim Gonzalez, but I, I definitely I highlighted that topic. Yeah. If you can find somebody who can thrive in that environment, you better like sit down and take notes. It's, it's incredible. What I also love is they're, they're really trying to get into outside America kind of music. There's a thing called the Mexican repertoire initiative 
that some of the folks from Dartmouth and Eric Hymenes, uh, who we know pretty well, um, is doing some stuff there. I know Sixtos as well. I didn't realize he was doing that, but uh, <laughs> had no idea. So it's it. I think that there are some really cool things that are are going on and trying to get some more diversity into the Midwest. I mean, people know, and they caught some flack a few years ago about. Hey, you're kind of giving one voice very loudly. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear a lot more voices just as loudly. And mm-hmm. I think that they're trying to make sure that that happens. And I, if you remember when Richard Crane was on here, he was, I think, president of the Midwest at the time. And that was I, a you great talk about interview. I, I went back a, and listened to that the other day just because <sighs> I wanted to remember that conversation. Oh my gosh. He, every time I talk to him, I'm just like, I'm a terrible, awful, human being and band director. <laughs> I just feel like an idiot no, no, every time yeah. I, well, it because but, he's, yeah, I know what you're saying. He's just, he's just amazing. Yeah. He, he's incredible. Now this is interesting. Randall standards is doing a reading session and yeah. it's just all his music. And, and gosh, if you go to a concert festival, you're going to hear some Randall standards. So if you're if you're interested in that music and especially I would I, the part that I was interested in is to hear him talk about it because he's a really unique cool guy I think that he pours himself into everything he does and I would love to hear some of those things but you also have Cheryl Floyd doing a clinic right and I think two and forty-two on the next day but yeah and there are those chat sessions yeah. that are going on and I think that this is supposed to be a little bit more interactive and it's not supposed to be kind of a um, word from the mount there. It's, it says the Midwest clinic chat rooms provide an arena where teachers will learn from the dialogue uh, with expert practitioners. These brief chats allow directors a forum for collaboration in a relaxed, intimate environment. The chat rooms are limited seating, so a- attendance is granted on a first-come, first-served basis. Mm-hmm. And I got Not to do one of those out for what? Tuneful teaching. Yeah. From the very start. Oh, oh and, and I'm, I, you know, if you've ever seen Cheryl teach, Oh, God. So caring so, and patient. Yeah, but but I would also say like gets it done. Like kids want to perform for her. She's not. She's like, I love you, but that wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And we have to do it better. I'm going to love you through it, but you've got to do more. Like that's that's I love that part. And I'm I'm you know to hear. I, she's always talking about being able to sing it and hear it and and play it. So I think that's going to be a really cool thing that's there. You've this got Butler. Public relations and music education work hand in hand. John Gallagher. <sighs> that's a cool topic. That's a very, and it would be one that I'm like, I, I don't think so. So I'm happy. I'm happy to hear how you do. I, and I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I don't, we, we, we get, we don't think of our, of our profession as a profession. And we don't think of it as a business, but that's exactly what it is. Hey, can I take just an aside for a second here, Jeff? Like we, we had our major holiday parade yesterday afternoon downtown and the weather was looking terrible. And it's a thing where you, you, you get landed in your spot at about four o'clock and the parade doesn't start until six and it's about a two hour parade and then you have to get on your bus and go. So it's it's a long time. You're you're outside from about five for about five hours, and the weather was looking like it was going to rain pretty constantly. So 
Is this a Mount Pleasant we, parade? Or it's a Mount Pleasant mm-hmm. okay. holiday. Yep. Holiday lights parade. And I was talking to our team on Friday and we're like, they're like, Bobby, I don't think this is going to happen. I, I don't think so either, but we really have to wait to make sure. And we had to talk to the other area band. We talked to our ROTC program. We talked to our athletics program. We talked to our principal. We talked to the other school's principal. We talked to the local meteoro- meteorologist because when we cancel, we knew we were going to affect people in the community and we wanted to make sure that we had done everything possible to make sure this was the right call. Uh, also, you, I think you've seen, uh, Jeff, our rebranding. When we got the new band room, we, we had these icons and, and uh, font and we wanted to really look like a business and we wanted to look like we knew what we were doing. And that has, I have to tell you, we raised a lot more money this year being rebranded because Mm -hmm. I think people took us more seriously. So I, I do hope that music education and public relations are related, can be related. They should be. I just don't know if we do it really well. It's well, it's probably like anything you have to be intentional about how, how, how you make it happen. Yeah. The uh, Butler university is playing at four 30. There's one I wanted to highlight here at four 45. If you are thinking about presenting at Midwest or you are thinking about performing at Midwest, first of all, go a few years. But then if you look at 445 on the second day, they do this every year. It says chat, a conversation with the prez. And it's a small setting where the president, who's Rodney Dorsey right now, who uh, he was at Indiana and now Florida State. Yeah. Now he's at Florida State, uh, where he will talk to you about what is that process? What does that look like? And he's very, he's very no nonsense about it. He's been doing it for a number of years. And I remember like, okay, how does the recording stuff work? And he was like, you send the recording. We do this. We do this. We decide. Mm-hmm. And people kept asking questions. He's like, no, <laughs> you send the recording. We do this. We do this. And then we decide. Well, what if, no, no, nope. <laughs> <laughs> There's no what if yeah. it is this, and, and their point is, they they don't want to get terribly creative in that process because they want it to be as fair and equitable as it can be across yeah. the board. Yeah, it's a big deal. It, you're not going to come to Midwest and walk out of a concert going, "Hmm, how did that? Get what, yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder how that happened. Yeah, you might have a piece you don't like, and that's personal preference. But uh, or you may have a genre that you don't necessarily care for, but the quality of it. If they have a boomwhacker ensemble there, they're going to be the best boomwhacker ensemble in the country. Yeah. Just what it is. It's what it is. Uh, I love, God, I love the name of this clinic at 445. Larry Livingston is the lead <laughs> clinician. It's just, if you conduct better, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I love that. Cause like well, how many did. times have I said, if this band just marched better. Yes. Like, all, all the colors and all the fabrics, all, take all that away. March better. And this yes. is like the same thing for concert band or, 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 it, or it's the same thing for, for the conductors Yeah, because it, it is going to show you at least I, from what I've read of it. And I know, uh, you know, the, the folks at Nutrier and, and stuff, I, I guarantee you it's going to be, if you think your band plays too loud, it's you. If you think your band plays too soft, it's you. If you think they slow down too much, it's you. If you think that they like, and I, I remember getting told some things in a, in a clinic one time in front of the band about my conducting. I was kind of like, uh, 
And I went back and watched the tape. And I was like, oh my God, that was me. Mm-hmm. If ever the band continuously makes mistakes like that, it's you. It is you. And I think that's what they're going to kind of uh, delve into of if you can conduct better, the band will play better. And I know that sounds really infantile, but I think some people are going to be convicted mm-hmm. in that clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, here we have a uh, college night. And I don't know if you know a whole lot about that. It's, it's, uh, like they have all the, co- <laughs> Jeff, this is, no? we were trying, Sorry. we were doing so Back well. Professional me. Yeah. Uh, pull it, rein it in buddy. Uh, that that's, that's later more, at Bobby. the Hilton. No, it's just uh, all, a lot of colleges will be there and, uh, the students, and it's just a little bit of a mixer. And I think that they actually strategically put some of the board, and um, some clinicians there so that they, the college students can have a little bit more of an, we, we want these people to stay in the profession. We want them to be excited. Yeah. And so that's, that's a little bit of that. Then you have the Louisville concert van, Frederick Speck, that they're going to sound incredible. Um, then you have your first, uh, and I think this is Japanese. I'm almost positive. The Osaka Shine Wind Ensemble or Wind Orchestra. Are you asking if Osaka is in Japan? No. <laughs> I actually it, it was did. saying it. Am I saying this correctly? No, Cause I'm yeah. probably not, yeah. but, uh, it's founded in 1923. Likely to and, be a great concert. Oh, good Lord. And you know, the bio is this, this, this small man with a, with a really nice smile who, you know, can just make the band play incredible. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I think that will be, that will be lights out. Good. And then they at this at 15 minutes later, the U.S. Navy Band Commodores, the Navy Jazz Band, will be playing. It, whatever on. you want, yeah, you and got we're it. Only on Thursday, yeah, we're not to day three. Day three, you've got uh, in the morning Round Rock High School Sax Quartet, Spring Percussion Ensemble. But then here's here's I, like, and this is the one that's killing me. This this day, this block is just chocked full. Beyond the notes, Karloff Hauser. Yeah, it's all about culture. Come on. Yeah. If you don't know Bob, everybody knows Matt Harloff and Barry Hauser. But if you don't know Bob Medworth, longtime director at Northview High High School in Indiana, and literally uh, the Pied Piper, you know, yeah. just like kids flocked to that program. Right. For many decades, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But the clinic just listed above that is beyond the notes with Paula Kreider. Yeah. Yeah. Director Emerita. And I think I said that correctly. Director Emerita of, uh, UT Austin. I, I, the, I don't, are we, are we airing the video of this? We can probably not. Well, <laughs> I, I have, she, she was at our state concert festival one year and I was her handler. Uh-huh. She and Jim Keen. Wow. Okay. <laughs> And it was, whoo, it was quite the ride the, yeah. the entire weekend. But we, we had some powerful conversations and she, you know, she's just one of those people that can see into your soul, I think very quickly. Mm-hmm. And we, we talked about some things and I'd mentioned the Mozart, um, uh, the B flat, the serenade uh, with the grand partita, sorry, not, not the E flat or the C minor, but the, the B flat. 
the grand partita and I'd mentioned, yeah, you know what? I've done the C minor. I've done the E flat. I've actually never done the grand partita and I'd really like to do that someday. I go home, you know, the next week I get a package from Paula Kreider and it's, it's a hardbound score of the, the grand partita. And she just wrote this nice, I may get a little choked up right now. She wrote just this nice, thank you so much for taking care of me. And thank you for helping me uh, through the, the weekend. And I thoroughly enjoyed getting to know you and working through this. Amazing. And I, I like, I can put my hand on it. It, it yeah. stays close. I just, I, again, like, and through the Midwest process, it continues. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay, pull it together, Bobby. Come on, <laughs> get uh, it together, man. Get it, get it together. <laughs> uh, this is going to be one that I I'm really excited about. Score preparation is like planning a family vacation. <laughs> yeah, that's Don Schofield. If you know Don, I don't know Don. He he is the director. Actually, that's the person who I was talking about coming to dinner with us. He's the oh. director of the U.S. Air Force Band. Yeah, and he actually does leadership stuff as well. We teach a camp out at, in Utah with Joel Denton. And he's just a riot. I mean, he, incredibly knowledgeable, smart man, but like so down to earth. If you didn't know that he was in the military, I don't know that you would know. You know, there were some people that like just carry it, uh, which is not bad. But Don is just a, a person of people. And he, he talked about he used to be a band director in Effingham, Georgia, which is very good programs in Effingham. And he's, I said, you know, what, what was your biggest transition to go from high school to that? He said, you know, I, I loved discovering things with the kids. You know, the players that I have, they already know what this is supposed to be. And we tweak it uh, a bit. And, and, and there are a lot of things we have to play. So there's not a lot of that. But I loved being with the kids and helping them discover music. And uh, I, I, I'm very fortunate I get to conduct his band in um in march i get to conduct the, the air force oh, band I thought you meant on this day i was like what i didn't hear that no okay <laughs> jeff <laughs> i'm already having a yeah. minor palpitations just I because know. of the one in march but he he picked out a piece for me and he sent it uh, and it's i'm like oh my god i can't believe you're letting me do this this is incredible so he that will be a very good very good clinic that you do and there's one that's why teach why now out of the university of wisconsin I think that that will be some really good stuff. Uh, oh, Jay Hagee. Do you know Jay oh. from uh, Canyon Vista Mid Middle? Great. He w used to be at uh, Cedar Park Middle mm -hmm. with Brittany. Used to be done. Now is Hummel. Mm -hmm. And great, great director. Uh, one of the things that does happen, the performances at Midwest are very Texas-centered. They just are. Uh, I think all of the middle schools, the concert bands are from Texas. A few of the jazz bands are not, which is awesome. Uh, as far as the high school goes, I think there are five and at least three of them are Texas. Hmm. Maybe four. And there have been times where it's been all of them. I think when we played, we were the, I think we were one of the, uh, maybe, maybe it was us and one other. Mm -hmm. Texas bands do things really well. They, they just do. And going to these clinics will kind of help you see that, but also finding some of the, you know, some of the clinics that they are giving, not just the performances is really good. Mm -hmm. um, Chris Selby 
is is a fantastic teacher. He does all the habits books with Scott Rush. He's doing stop tu- stop rushing and play in tune. Solutions yeah, to the biggest idea. ensemble problems in orchestra. Yeah. Right around the corner from you. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're fantastic. His groups. Yeah. yeah, his group is incredible. Uh Power Small, achieving big results in your small school band program. Uh wow. And there's another Wendy Higdon does the clarinet thing a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another one of the empowering female band directors, empowering the next generation of um, female band directors. That's going to be terrific. Um, there's also product showcases like Yamaha is going to do the beginning percussionist experience for students, parents, and educators. I know Make Music does that as well. There are a couple of other technology ones that will do a clinic that's kind of geared. It's almost like a Here's our products and how people use it. Kind that's of exactly here. right. Yeah. which is great. If you're interested in, in going that direction, that's exactly where I would go. When, when we went to, um, it, it's cut time now, but when we went to charms, that's where I saw it. The first time was at the Midwest band and orchestra clinic, top 10 tips for happy bassoonists, <laughs> happy bassoonists. People are like, I just want a bassoonist. I, if I want a bassoonist. I don't care if they're happy or not. There's a there's a, a concert at 10:30 that we need to pay special con, uh, connection to. Vandercook College of Music plays every Midwest, and the reason for that is because they are a big reason why the Midwest exists. And so Alex Kaminsky is now director of bands at Vandercook and does brilliant work. What people don't understand is that Vandercook, you if you are music ed, band, choir, orchestra, you play and sing in all three groups. So if you're a bassoonist, we were just talking about bassoonists, you're going to play cello in the orchestra and you're going to sing tenor in the choir. If you're a tenor, you're going to play clarinet in the band and you're going to play viola in the orchestra. If you're a violist, you're going to, like each of them has to play. So about half of those people, this is their first concert. Well, not their first, but this is the first semester on that instrument. Oh, wow. Could you imagine that? No. I just started this kid, and we're going to play at the Midwest Band and Orchestra. My son Tyler played saxophone really well in high school, and I couldn't, yes. I couldn't even make a note on it. I'm a trumpet player, and I thought, this can't be that hard. And I was like, whoops. Put that back. <laughs> I know. Hey, I'm going to skip on because we're running out of time. At 12 o'clock, there's an interview with Frank Kelly mm-hmm. that Tim Lotzenheiser will do. If you've ever seen, he does he asks such brilliant probing questions and they're, they're kind, but they are like, what, what's this really like? Let's not just talk about the nice things. Let's talk about what really happened and how this worked. Um, think it's breathing techniques. It's one of the, the lung trainers. That's another one of the product showcases. Um, Two o'clock. Gosh, Jeff, great friend of the podcast, Matthew Black's Carmel high school percussion ensemble. That's right. That's right. And they will yeah. be fant- they'll be fantastic. I, I guarantee it. I know that they'll be incredible. Um, advocacy, saxophones, music parent session with Tim Lotzenheiser. And I th- Coppel? Is that's it Coppel be- or Coppel High School? Kim Shuttlesworth. Oh, is Coppel. Like- I mean, that's a at legend. four o'clock. I'm not there yet. Yeah. That's going to be incredible. If I'm not mistaken, at one point, Capel had the largest number of all state kids in Texas. So not only do you have Texas kids, you have the best Texas kids. Hmm, I wonder what that band's going to sound like. And and Kim, there's not much better. She's, she's amazing. She's yeah, she is just incredible. 
uh, you also have Rio Grande uh, Valley Jazz Orchestra, Ronnie Rios. I don't know if you know Ronnie at all. Celebrated educator from the Texas area, and I'm sure that that's going to be incredible. I wanted to mention one thing here at 4.30, choosing help over hurt, successful habits for teaching band in underserved community. That gentleman right there is named Leonard mm-hmm. McLeod. He's a director of bands here in South Carolina at Burke High School. He, I think he's in his 43rd year Whoa. of teaching okay. at Burke. Whoa. Yeah. And it, it's it's a very uh, underserved, um, low socioeconomic status and he has done amazing things with kids there for many, 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 many years. And so I think that if you have any kind of leanings toward that, or you want to know more about what under how to really learn to do that, he he's got it figured out. And and his, I guarantee you, he's going to start talking about um, relationships, cool, how to build relationships, and and making sure those things go. Five thirty, you have. Uh, another uh, international orchestra or another international band playing. And I, I don't know that I'm going to be able to do this. It's the, from the Morimoa, Morimoa. Oh gosh, that's not right. Moriyama municipal Moriyama girls high school. And that's in, Oh my goodness. I'm not going to be able to get it, but it's, it's, uh, it's an all girls school. Which means it's going to be freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah. We've all seen the YouTube videos. We've seen the YouTube videos, like the and the, I the picture that means all all female marching band at Disney one time when I think it was when the um, another group I was with was performing at Disney, and it was just like, what? Yeah, come on. Now, and it could be a thing where they they may have boys from from other schools that could play. Like as I'm looking at the pictures, some of the percussionists look like they may. They may allow boys in as well, but I care. They rehearse two times per week and individual parts practice by themselves. Um, oh, sorry. The senior high band was found in 2007 and practices daily under the motto of good music. They rehearse two times per week and individual parts practice by themselves or take lessons from professional players. Brassman actually participates in ceremonial performances on campus. I mean, it just talks about it. They are, um, they participate in the all Japan, uh, all Japan wind band competition several times. One of the best knowns in the Kansai area. It, it's going to be lights out. Good. Wow. You know, I don't think we've ever gone this long on a podcast, but are we there's really so much to right talk now? about. Oh it's gosh. Just, yeah. We, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, if, if you run into one of us, please flag us down and say, Hey, love the podcast. I'll take a picture with you. And that's our, that's, one of my favorite things I do too. Yeah. A couple of people chased us down at Midwest and other MEAs last year. And just reminds us there's more than one person listening to the podcast. So So the 12 of you listening, thank you. (laughs) I always laugh on smart lists, how they talk about their listener. I don't know if you listen. Yes. (laughs) So Tracy, what we're talking about right here is this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been fun, everybody. And uh, thank you for listening until next time. I'm Jeff Young. And this is Bobby Lambert. And this is That Band Life.